Welcome back to the Renowned Leadership Podcast. Happy freaking New Year. It's 2024, and I hope you all are ready, ready, freaking ready to crush it this year. I know I am. I know my guest is, because this is going to be the year of just amazing, amazing accomplishments for us entrepreneurs out there, us leaders out there. Let's get ready to crush it. Today, I got my very good friend, Eric Bell, on with us, and he is one of the most intelligent cyber geeks I've ever met in my life. No offense, Eric. I'm sure you've heard it a million times and you're used to it. But anyway, go ahead and introduce yourself, Eric, and tell us what you're all about. I'll take it. Cyber geek, cyber nerd. It, it's all good to me. Uh, <laughs> like Stephen said, my name is Eric Velt. I'm the CEO of Taurus Technology Consultants. We are a business IT solutions company that specializes in cybersecurity from websites to networking, cloud architecture and migrations. It's whatever businesses really need to protect themselves the best. And I'm here to provide that knowledge and train um, everybody, whoever needs it. Absolutely. I love that. And so, I mean, it, it's funny because when I first met Eric, um, oh, by the way, I totally forgot. Uh, this is the year anniversary of Taurus, isn't it? Two years. Happy anniversary. anniversary, my man. Happy anniversary. Yeah, that's thank exciting. You. Happy anniversary to me. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, that's cool because that that's a freaking milestone. Like not many know, businesses can do that. Not, not many can do that. Not many can survive. So, and then also I want to go ahead and I guess throw out kind of a little bit of a warning, not warning, but just like, this is going to be a little bit more of a entrepreneurial podcast where we're, we're kind of talking directly to, um, uh, entrepreneurs, people, or, you know, people that are uh, involved with cybersecurity in their companies. But this is such an important topic that I felt like it, it needed to get as much exposure as it can, because, man, the 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 nerds out there hacking, they're, they're getting crazy, bro. They're getting crazy. They're going after everybody. It doesn't matter how small of a company you are. They're going after everybody trying to compromise as much financial information as they can or whatever. I mean, they don't just go after financial information, do they? They go after everything. It doesn't matter. It does, everyone and anyone is a target, not just a business, but personal people can be uh, a target, right? A hacker really only needs three pieces of information that they can use to create whatever they need. All they need is your name and your uh, your name, social security number, street address. Those three pieces, they can submit to a credit card and they can make up the rest. As long as they have enough information to confirm your identity, it's game over. And then they can create any credit card, any loan, any of that stuff. And as we know, hackers, they're very inconsiderate. They're not going to pay that stuff back after they <laughs> use it. So it's up to you to be that proactive, to be that proactive and report to the credit card companies. I didn't do that credit card. I didn't take out that loan. That's not me. And it's up to the consumer and the business to take that information and, and be on top of their own things. And that's, 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 part one of being on top of your cyber information that's that's 
that's the, the number one thing that a business owner and a person can do is look at your credit report, watch your credit report, watch your credit score. If all of a sudden you're getting alerts from TransUnion, Equifax, FICO, whoever, Credit Karma, whoever's tracking your uh, your credit report, and all of a sudden you're getting all these alerts and stuff, and you know it's not you, that's when you need to start conducting your own investigation. Go to Credit Karma. Your score may not be as accurate as what banks may see because there are the three unions that we see, but there is also a hidden credit report that car dealerships and banks all see of your credit report. There's actually like a hidden fourth credit score that people don't really know about. Oh, wow. So it is truly up to the business owner and the consumer to be as proactive as possible. You get an email that is the bank you know the banks aren't going to reach out to you via email. Right. Right. There's a lot of common sense out there. There are certain companies that will reach out by email, and there are certain companies that will reach out via paper mail, snail mail, right? Banks and the government. If they want to get a hold of you, they will send you a letter. They right. will not call you. They will not send you an email. If they I'm send you an email or they call you, you contact your bank immediately and tell them, I got an email from this address. I got a phone call from this number. Banks have a cyber crime department all devoted to this. And the government has an entire web page, right? They start, right? Well, first there's CISA, right? There's the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Administration created on Biden. You also have an entire web page in the FBI's website. So if you go to FBI.gov, they have an entire web page where you can report cybercrime. Wow. And you give them all the evidence and let the banks and the government track down the bad guys for you and they will shut them down. Right. And you're absolutely right. And I think most banks now, at least my bank, uh, I bank with USA, um, right. the, they have an internal messaging system like within there so you have to actually mm -hmm. log into your account you'll get a notification you might actually i think you will get an email like hey usa messaged you on our secure messaging right. platform you go you log in and that's how they they contact you most of the time um or yeah the, they send snail mail as well um but yeah 100 percent. you know and it's funny because my wife got a text the other day and it was from the usps saying that um, exactly what you're about. Uh, a package was undeliverable due to mm -hmm. a, a faulty address. I was like, she was like, should I, should I click on this link? I'm like, absolutely freaking not. Like, do not click the link. Do not click the link because it, one, if the USPS knows how to get a hold of you via phone number, they know how to get, a, get your address. Like if they have your it's phone number, they're going to have your address, right? It's the post office. Um, but also they aren't going, they, you know, if it's an undeliverable address, then how do they even know who it is? Like, it doesn't even make sense to me. Like, right. but apparently like these, these, what, what is it called? Phishing? Um, phishing. Yeah. Email phishing. And then there's vishing, which is phone calls, right? Okay. So this is where more common sense comes into play here, right? Think about this and right. You get that vishing call from your bad guy pretending to be the bank 
and they want to confirm your information. Why would the bank ask for information that they already have and know that it's true? Why would a bank call to just confirm your information? It doesn't compute, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So at that point, once again, take that phone number, call your actual bank. Say, hey, I can't really talk at this time. You can call me back later. Take that phone number, call your actual bank, USAA, Chase, Wells Fargo, whoever, whoever you bank with, and tell them, hey, I just got a phone call from this number. Is this you? And they'll say, most likely not. And they'll yeah. pass that number along to their fraud department and they'll conduct the investigation. They have, have their own softwares, their own tracing, and they will do what it takes to shut that person down. Right. And, and th these people are clever, man. They're, 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 uh, they're good at what they do. Right. Like, and I'm talking about the hackers and the fishers and the vishers and all, all of those guys, like, that they are professional when it comes to being criminals. They they are compelling. They are uh, forceful, but not too forceful. Like you really got to be on guard. And you know it's funny because I got an email. It's been a while ago, but I got an email about my government um, login or something like that. Which you know, if you know I'm government, then it's you know, too easy. It's easy to figure out if someone's worked for the government or is part of the government. Anyway, so the email was, it seemed very legit. It had the header, it had the footer, it had everything, but there are just simple typos that mm -hmm. I know a government email would not have. And as soon as I realized like, wait a second, that that's spelled wrong. And it's like, excuse me. It's like, okay, like th this isn't real. And that's where I called the administrator and was like, hey, I just got this email. And like you said, they, they took it from there and was like, no, that's not right. So, I mean, you got to be careful and you got to pay very close attention. And like you said, uh, from the personal side, uh, I, I, I love Credit Karma. Um, I know some people don't. I think Credit Karma is awesome. Um, but they're, they're, you know, every, every um, credit reporting agency, they have their own Equifax, TransUnion. What's the third one? Equifax, TransUnion. It's FICO. This is FICO, FICO scores. FICO scores are the third one. Okay. So, yeah. So, the, they all have their own uh, so or app or software you can use. But um, I highly recommend that. What, what can businesses do uh, as far as, uh, you know, the small mom and pop shop down the street or, you know, the online service provider? Uh, what can they do to protect their information, but more importantly, or as importantly, protect their clients' information? So that's that's such a great option. So I, I talk to a lot of small businesses and they go, no, I don't need an IT guy. I can handle this myself. When in all actuality, you really do need a cybersecurity expert and IT personnel on your staff. In Florida, at least, I know there are laws that say you have to have an IT person on roster, uh, especially when you're dealing with doctors and lawyers, for instance, because if they lose any data, that's a violation of HIPAA, mm -hmm. especially if you're dealing with malpractice lawyers, same thing. It's a violation of HIPAA. Lawyers and doctors can actually be disbarred. They could lose their licenses if they lose any patient or client data. That's just a fun fact. What businesses can do is 
they can look into their filters. So if you look at the email system that they use, Gmail, Office, uh, Spark, whatever, Apple, whatever, look into those email filters and you can set those settings to scan those email addresses. If it doesn't recognize the email address, it's just block that email altogether. So that's a blessing and a curse. If you tell it to block anything it doesn't recognize or does not trust, it could be blocking a potential client. So using a secondary messaging system, like if you let us build your site through Wix, there's a messaging service that people can fill out a contact form through your website and compile your contact, your client list that way and a contact list. Uh, another thing that people can do, say for instance, you own a coffee shop, right? Mom and pop coffee shop, homegrown coffee beans, you know, not like death wish, but like, you know, heavy, <laughs> you know, good stuff, good, nice coffee, maybe a little mushroom blend in there. That's the big trend right now. Gross. Um, you know, I got, I, I, I'm running out. I got to order more. Um, you're in a coffee shop, you're relaxing. You got some, oops, got some croissants, some pan chocolate, whatever you got. And you're doing your work on your computer and you want to log on to that coffee shop's web Wi-Fi. There's two Wi-Fi's there. It says coffee shop Wi-Fi, coffee shop. And then there's another one that says coffee shop underscore guest. Which one would you log on to? The guest, right? Because that's the one that's free to the public. Hmm, that's a fair assumption. But what if I told you coffee shop underscore guest was the bad guy and he's in the Ooh. coffee shop mimicking the coffee shop's web uh, Wi-Fi? You log on to the bad guy's Wi-Fi and he's got access to your whole machine. And now it's game over. Gotcha. So... It's up to the coffee shop to also be alert that, hey, there's another Wi-Fi here that's not us. And that's where your IT guy comes in and says, well, what if I just did some extra scans to see where that signal was coming from? That's where you do some kind of Ghostbuster stuff and you find that person, you can kick them out. So can you, can you, create, can you create software that does that? Or is it like a physical person has to be there like finding that that issue um the, the, yes to both so you can have like an rf scanner mm -hmm. right you could just use your regular phone and say hey there's two wi-fi's here one is not yours so you can actually through certain softwares uh and scanners they can actually say report that wi-fi and, and take it down so okay. if you recognize that someone is in your shop and they've been there for a very long time and you're trying to figure out what's going on with that person, they just look sketchy, look into it. Approach that person. If you can physically chase them out of your shop, that's even better. Or call the cops. <laughs> I mean, or call the police. Like you know, someone's yeah, definitely th this right. This is called an evil twin attack. By the way, that's what this tactic is called. It's called an evil twin, where you mimic a Wi-Fi that is readily available to the public. So if you're just a regular customer in that shop and you see these two Wi-Fis and you're not sure which one to really do, go talk to the cashier or the shop manager and say, hey, which Wi-Fi do I log on to? And they'll tell you which one to jump onto. What I've noticed a lot of places that offer public Wi-Fi are doing is they put up 
signs where it's log on to this and then they give you right. the name that you are logging on to which can right. be a uh, but i mean still and, and you know i think the the biggest takeaway is if if you're a, if you're a company and you offer public access or pu public wi-fi access you need to be proactive about this because if something horrible happens to one of your customers one that looks really bad on you right even though you're not the you're the victim of this too still you know it's going to reflect poorly on you as well as i i don't know i'm not a lawyer i, I know eric's not either but i'm i'm sure in some circumstances you can be found liable for allowing it to happen so right. i mean of course like that situation would have to be very dynamic and evolve and all sorts of things but it could happen and you got to protect yourself. More importantly, you got to, at least in my opinion, it's more important. You got to protect your clients. Client safety right. is of the utmost importance, especially when it comes to me. And I've told you my system, Eric, and you, I, I got the gold seal of approval from Eric on yeah. the way I, I, I do, I work with my clients because I'm not big enough really to be able to afford a full-time IT guy. So basically what I do is I store every, even uh, even this recording, it goes on a external hard drive specifically dedicated to my podcasting. And then once we're done, that external hard drive gets removed from my computer. And then my at the end of the day, my computer shut down. There is no way to get to my information or my client's information unless you're doing it while I'm working. So how do I find, how do I catch somebody if they're trying to get into my system while I'm working? Is there a way I, that, I, is there like telltale signs that I would see that like, oh crap, I'm being hacked. I need to shut down. So it depends on the attack or the virus that's being deployed on to your personal computer. So there's, um, you know, probably what, what most people get is a malware or a spyware. So a spyware is a virus on your computer and it just watches what you do. It watches every keystroke, it watches every click, it watches every website you go to, and it just reports back to the bad guy and it tracks your movements as like reconnaissance, and then it does what it needs, and that's all spyware does. Malware can be used to just cause chaos. That's what some hackers do. They're not out there to steal information and you know make lots of money they're just out there to cause chaos they're like the joker from batman they're not there's no end game they're just right. they just want to see the world burn as as uh as alfred, alfred says, says right yeah. he just he just, some guys just want to see the world burn and that's what uh, a virus that was released back during the pandemic called log4j log4j was equated to as the coronavirus for computers and it had over 300 different iterations because it was an open source code that everybody could find. And the antiviruses couldn't keep up with it. So not just having an antivirus installed on your computer, but also having malware bytes, some kind of malware scanner, as well as an IDS or an intrusion detection system. So it go, works in tandem with your firewall that is set up with your own home Wi-Fi that your internet service provider gives you with the router in your own apartment or your home. So an intrusion detection system will also detect if anyone's trying to hack the internet gateway or the firewall that is set up for your business. Uh, like you said, you know, 
I say this to people when they ask about data backups and where to back up your software and your data information and things like that. I always recommend something that what Steven does where you have a separate location where to keep your data because you know Google, Microsoft, Amazon, they want you to back up their stuff to a partitioned part of that cloud hardware. It's still on your cloud. So if your cloud gets hacked, they get all your information, they're going to find that partition of your backups and destroy that too. So what I usually recommend is to back up your information to a separate location. You know, you can link it up to a separate cloud. You can do what Steven does and download it to a five terabyte hard drive, which is what I have. Mine is five terabytes. And just back everything up to a separate physical hard drive that you can connect and disconnect at your leisure. And that's another great way to protect your backups. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I, the reason I, <clears throat> I started doing it this way is I just, I wanted a way to be able to, you know, like when it comes to uh, payment processing, I, I don't handle all of any of that. I, I have another company that, that handles all that. Um, but, you know, so storing credit card information and all that stuff that that's on them. I do. I, I did make sure like I, I did my due diligence as before I hired that company, obviously, to make sure they had good mm -hmm. security. But I, I still have information, you know, full name, physical address, things like that, that I store personally uh, for my clients. So that's the information. And plus, you know, if we're in a one on one session like that, you know, we talk about some personal stuff. We talk about, you know, all kinds of stuff within their business that maybe they don't want their competition knowing about or projects they're working on or things like that, you know, just things that need to be kept private and that information, it's so sacred to me. So that's why I started just storing everything on a hard drive and an external yeah. hard drive that way, you know, if it's unplugged, there is no way, unless, unless you break into my house, steal my hard drives, and then right. find a way to get past my security on my hard drive, which is biometric. So that would be kind of difficult, doable, but difficult. <clears throat> so, I mean, all these things like, you know, I, I take my security very seriously and, you know, companies, it's on you to protect your clients. I cannot say that enough. So this year, if you're starting your, your entrepreneurial journey, or if you've already been doing it, and you're not thinking about these things, you need to think about these things. I don't care if you're only doing 50,000 a year in revenue, like you are still a prime target. And actually after, you know, when Eric and I had talked originally about doing this podcast, we were talking about these exact things. And then I went and did a little bit of research because I always felt like, oh, I'm a small company. No one's coming after me. I don't have the money. That's actually the furthest from the truth. People like me are prime targets because hackers know I'm not going to have the prime security. Right. Right. So, you run on like stock on what's, you know, what's right. set up on your, your devices by default. So right. one of the first things that uh, a small home, small office kind of thing, the home office kind of situation, the first thing you do, if you have your internet set up, change your Wi-Fi name, change the defaults on everything. So once you change those defaults, you're all good. Um, the other thing I wanted to rewind because we we're talking about, you know, companies being financially liable. Uh, one of my partnerships is with a company called CyberSafe. They are a SOC, a SOC as a service. So they do those security operations for you. They'll scan your networks and 
intrusion detection and all of that great stuff. They also brought in a new type of insurance called cyber insurance. So if oh, wow. your business gets uh, is the victim of a cyber attack, there is cyber attack insurance now. Okay. That you can get to protect yourself okay. in that retrospect. So what we do with CyberSafe is um, they do all the protections. And then for the clients that do get compromised, they call me and I rebuild their networks. Okay. And, and that's really what, what you, you do is you build, you build it. And now you can, uh, Taurus, you, you can build it before attack or after attack, correct? Or do you just yeah, specialize I, in after attack? Right. Right. After uh, an attack. So, so if you think of your network as a maze, right, I think I gave this analogy to you when we were talking, um, the first time, right. Uh, there's a scene in the movie inception where Leo DiCaprio is with Ellen page. And he says, you have two minutes to design a maze that can be solved in one. That's what I do. That's what a cloud architect does. Your network is a maze. Your business network is a maze for a bad guy to find the servers, to find where all that good information is that they can use against you. So it's up to the cloud architect, me, to develop your network topology, a map, to hide your good information from those bad guys by tempting them with other things you can throw onto uh, a network called a honeypot. These are traps, essentially. So bad guy gets on your network, starts looking around, and he sees this virtual machine on your network going, ah, this looks pretty unprotected. He goes inside. He finds some quote-unquote fake data. When in all actuality, there's no data in there but a series of trackers that you deploy to find the bad guy. Right. And, I mean, it's... I remember, I remember that conversation. And as you're explaining it to me, I'm like, holy crap. Like, like this is a, this is intense. Like it's not, I can imagine, like, <laughs> I can imagine just sitting behind your computer, trying to deploy all these trackers and track the bad guys and like, just sweating, like, like in a movie, like speed, like, you know, uh, but it, it's intense, but it's real. And I think that's the most important thing we talk about is how real this threat is. And, you know, it doesn't matter, like, like we've already talked about, it doesn't matter if it's you personally, or if it's your small business, your side hustle, if you will, um, or, you know, you're a large Amazon type corporation, you are very much in a danger at risk. And it is your responsibility uh, to do your due diligence and protect yourself. Now, um, I know you can't speak on law, the laws, like, cause it's going to vary state by state, but I'm sure there are certain, um, there, there's like a standard of principles that every, every state expects you to follow when handling, uh, people's personal information. Um, can you, can you touch on any of those? Does that question make sure. sense? Yeah, so like every state is is different. They have their own state laws, but there are federal cyber laws that protect everybody. There are also standards that are set up by um, certain companies and organizations, right? There's PCI for, you know, personal credit 
you have um, there's PSS, there's GDPR, which is uh, part of the European standards to protect. And those are what IT people need to follow. So there are standards, not necessarily laws that are put in place, but there are standards that IT personnel need to follow to protect data and secure those servers and those networks by following those standards. So HIPAA has a bunch of digital standards now. Um, you know, the, the bar associations, they all have their own stack batch of standards that they can assess their own punishments that we pay to be a part of, right? Mm -hmm. So one of my certifications is ISC squared. They have their own standards that can be assessed in conjunction with PCI, GDPR, EU, whatever. Mm -hmm. So when you're interviewing an IT person, ask them about the standards. You know, how does PCI apply to me when I'm when I see myself as a majority cash business? Or, or how do I see my, you know, how does HIPAA apply to me when I'm medical marijuana? Like whatever. You know, mm -hmm. pick their brains, see what they have to say for themselves. If they don't know their standards, I mean, you can always give them a second chance. I like to give people second chances, um, except in maybe certain professional situations. You know, yeah, there are doctors, a couple of clients. Doctors only I've, get one. <laughs> I've, I've turned away a couple of clients uh, in my, I'm not going to lie. I worked with a, uh, a client who had lost uh, 10 years worth of data because uh, one of her employees had left. And she's a lawyer. Uh, what she did not know, emphasis on the did not know, is when you delete someone off of a cloud network, like Azure, you delete that user. Everything that user has ever made goes with them. So if you yeah. delete that user, all of their stuff goes into the trash can. And what other business owners don't realize is there is a time frame, 30 days to 10,000 days, where you have to get that information back. So she hired me to help her find all that information, recover it, retrieve it, and re not reinstall it, but place it back on her network. So she wasn't found in violation of HIPAA and the Florida bar. Right. Which is now, a big deal. granted, she is <laughs> no longer a client because it was um it was a uh, it was like a one off uh yeah. and a and a create we'll go with creative differences. Um uh, I don't want to get too much into detail. Right. It's not like she's listening, but uh I don't want to get too much into that. But you know, uh and we had our own little creative differences you know for instance my business is contract only i'm more than happy to give a nickel's worth of free advice but if you want to hire me we do nothing until we sign some kind of terms and agreement some kind of contract that assigns responsibilities to to uh both parties uh, i totally get that like i get paid up front homie i don't know what you do what you me do too. I, get, I don't start I paid up paying. front like yeah, yeah 100%. i don't start until contract is signed and you give me either you pay me in full or some kind of down payment goodwill gesture right. whatever you want to call it you know yeah. i i take anything cash check crypto you know food stamps porn tickets whatever you got you know whatever hits the whatever pays the bills right 
Uh, I, I do not. I am very picky. But anyway, so, um, you know, I, I'm big on, you know, goals and hopefully, you know, since this is the new year, we got, we got people, um, who've dreamed about starting that, their own business. And, um, you know, this, you know, 2024 is the year they're going to do it. Um, because let me tell you, being an entrepreneur is the most amazing thing I've ever done in my life. Um, I absolutely love my company. I love my business. I love what I do. Um, what, what are some key things that people can do that, not that they can do that they need to keep in mind as they're starting their own company? Like, you know, they're building their website, they're getting, putting their name out there, their company name, their LLC, whatever the case, sole proprietorship, like they're going out for the first time from a cybersecurity aspect. What are your, what are some key best practices that they need to keep in mind? Hey everyone, Steven here. As we gear up for the new year, I've got something super special for you today. But before we dive in, make sure you hit that subscribe button, give us a thumbs up and ring that notification bell so you can always experience the motivation and inspiration and the tips that we bring to you every single week here. Now let's talk about New Year's resolutions. How many times have you set a resolution only to have it fizzle out by the beginning of February or before January is even close to being over? Well, not this time. I've got a game-changing program that will teach you how to set goals that actually stick and that will propel you towards success in both your personal and professional life. Imagine saying goodbye to the cycle of failed resolutions. Picture yourself achieving what you set out to do, and it's all possible with our proven methods that I've been perfecting for over 20 plus years. We'll be diving deep into the art of effective goal setting. And it's not just about writing down your goals. It's about a strategic approach that guarantees success. Go to renownedleadership.com forward slash goals to learn more. And let's make 2024 your best year yet. We only take 25 new goal setters every month and spots fill up fast. So make sure you get yours today. And for this month only, if you uh, use coupon code RenownedGoals at checkout, you'll get 20% off. Again, spots fill up fast, so make sure you get yours today. So if you're tired of the same old resolutions that never work, join us on this journey. Remember, goals are within your reach. Sign up now. Let's make 2024 your best year ever. I mean, you're starting your business from scratch, and I and I totally sense it in everything you said. I I love what I do. I love to educate and I love to secure things. I'm I am a sole blue team. Like defense wins championships. Like that's that's me, all the way. Um, you know what I always like to to recommend to entrepreneurs is is get in with some kind of alliance, some kind of you know person to help them build their business, some kind of mentor, uh, to tell them you know hey I've been there. You know, I'm starting my business from scratch. I have, you know, I had no fan base. I had, I had no clientele, no following, nothing. You know, my, my LinkedIn is up to a couple hundred followers for the business already, you know, and that's, you know, thanks to the, you know you guys and, and the other people I've met through, through lunch club and building and cyber safe has, has been wonderful for us. Um, and I have my own director of marketing secure your, you know, put those defensive measures in place now. 
you know, yeah, you may not have any data to secure at this moment or a network that's worth hacking, but be prepared, you know, get yourself prepared. Think about, you know, if I am going to be working on my house, I need to secure my router here. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to be working off of cloud-based software, like I do all of my client information um, and I do my my business trackers through a, uh, a website called Airtable. Do your research on, you know, how secure they keep their networks. So if Airtable gets hacked, your network and your data is still safe. Right. You know, even on Airtable, back that information up. You can export their those tables. So Airtable, let me rewind. Airtable is a relational database. So you create a base and you can create a series of tables and link all of the data within those tables to different places. So I have um, I have a financial tracker. So that tracks all the finances in the business. I have a client tracker. All of my client information is there. So through my financial tracker, I type in the client's name and the rest of their information automatically populates. I don't have to retype a street address, a phone number, a business name, all that stuff. It just automatically populates. I can export that base as a spreadsheet, a CSV, or a PDF. I keep that. I print it out. I have an accordion folder, very 1950s, but it's still effective. It's unhackable. <laughs> it's un- paper is unhackable. As much as I love to say, ew, paper, paper is still very unhackable, um, you know, unless they physically break into your house. Right. Uh, but yeah, always try and get in with some kind of, you know, mentor, another company. Starting from scratch is so, so difficult for a lot of people, uh, especially if you're going into an industry that has a lot of competition in it like cybersecurity and IT to begin with. Um, you know, try and get in with a consulting company, build your fan base and then start your own business. But if you want to skip that part like I did, which I don't recommend, but if you want to, be my guest and I'll be more than happy to sit down with you, talk about my experiences, help your business out, give that Nichols worth the free advice and then, you know, sign you up later. Yeah, no, you're totally right, man. Um, the best thing I ever did. And here's the thing, guys. Um, if you're planning on starting a company, uh, what Eric said, like, that's exactly what I did. Um, I, 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 I'm a military guy. Um, my entire adult life was in the military. I had no social media following at all. I didn't even have, like, I had Facebook that I hadn't even posted on since like 20 or 2008 or something like that. Like I, I had friends and family that, you know, I talked to on the phone. Why would I talk to them through Facebook? Um, so, I mean, like I, I didn't even, I didn't use, I absolutely despise social media to be honest with you. I, I can't stand it. The worst part of what I do is posting on social media. Uh, one of these days I will have a social media person that that's all they do is just do my social media for me because I absolutely hate it, but I'm not there yet. Um, so, but anyway, like I had no fan base, no following, nothing, but absolutely what you said is I went out and hired someone that, uh, and it was expensive. Uh, it was about 30,000 for the year. And, you know, I had to get a loan. That's fine. I had to go in debt. That's fine. Don't expect this to be a cheap process. Um, because it's not, 
Um, but you got to have people that, you know, why reinvent the wheel, right? And you were talking about going into a saturated market. I don't actually believe in saturated markets. I see that as proof that it works. Like, you know, you're going into the cybersecurity, you got tons of roadmaps of like, hey, this works, hey, this works that you can kind of emulate and, and like, okay, this works for this company, but this did not work for this company. So I'm not going to do that, but I'm going to borrow this. And I'm going to do that, yada, yada, yada. Don't be scared to go into a market that is that you think is oversaturated because I promise you it's not. There are 7 billion people, or not 7, is it 7 billion now? It's almost 8 billion, isn't it? People in yeah. the world? So yeah. there is I'm almost there. 8 billion people in the world. I promise you, you are the right solution for at least a couple thousand. And yeah, you know, there, there's that, people out there. Yeah, that, there's that old adage. <laughs> There's that old adage, right? You got to risk it for the biscuit. You got to spend money to make money, right. you know, that kind of stuff. But yeah, if you don't know how to do something, go find someone who does. You know, I know uh, uh, SEO configurations. I know how to manipulate a search engine algorithm so that your business does appear higher in these search results. You know, so it's whatever I need the business to be. You need me to build a website and help you market it. I can definitely help you do that. If you want me to secure your site and help you, you know, build your network and secure it there, I'm all for it. You know, I know a little bit of everything. I'm a jack of all trades. My director of marketing is more than happy to help people out as well. So it's it's all about finding those people that are willing to help you. Right. Um, and let me let me just jump in and hold that thought right where you're at. Yep. Is not just find people that are willing to help you. But find people because you're going to have to pay for that help. But the what you want to look for that's typically free is the education they're willing to teach you along the way, you know, and, and that is so key. Whenever I hire someone to help me with something that I don't know how to do, I'm looking for that person to teach me what they're doing along the way so that I, not, not necessarily so I can do it in the future, just so I have a working knowledge of what's going on. And like that, you know, some companies charge for that, but for the most part, the right person like Eric or myself, that's just part of the process. We're happy to teach and explain as we go along. Like I said, just so you have a working knowledge, because I, I totally disagree with turnkey services. Hire me. I'll do all this for you. You never have to think about it. I disagree with that as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, CEO, Whatever, whatever your title is, you need to have a working understanding of everything. Maybe not an expert, but a working understanding. That way you can speak intelligently. When I go to Eric, I'm like, yo, dude, I got hacked. I had this happen. And I can speak intelligently on the process. That's going to help him do his job, right? So look for those people that are going to teach you. I'm sorry I interrupted you, Eric. Go ahead. That's all right. That's all right. I, you know, I was just going to give a big shout out to my mm. mentor, who's who's a uh, who's an immigration attorney, and uh, you know, five offices nationwide. So he's more than happy to give that you know nickels worth of free advice, and it's just invaluable for what he's done, what he's tried. You know, he's always changing things up. I was talking to uh, someone last night on 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 lunch club out of Singapore. And, uh, you know, one, one thing that we kind of talked about too was about mindset and how you, you approach things and having, you know, the right positivity and, and 
you know, approach the things I told him, I said, I'll never have a successful business. My business will never be successful because if I say I have a successful business, I've reached the pinnacle. I've reached the top where I've plateaued. I always want my business to be growing. So by saying I I don't have a successful business creates that extra drive that you would need to go find and expand the business. I see what you're saying. Disagree with it a little bit, but I see what you're saying. <laughs> so here's why I disagree. You got to have, so first of all, what, what does success mean, right? Is success defined for you, right? So success, right. Um, it may not be a, a, a financial number. It may not be, maybe success for you is I have a staff of 10, then I'm successful. Okay, that's great. You got your staff of 10, you've been successful. What is the next milestone, right? So, and the reason that's so important to me is because at least for my the way I work is if I don't have these small wins, I'm going to lose motivation so quick. I'm going to lose inspiration right. so quick because I, I need that. Okay. This is working. I'm doing it. So, I mean, I'm not saying what you, you said is wrong. I, I'm just saying no. to me personally, that that's what works for me, but no, you're absolutely right. Like you got to be on that journey of growth as an entrepreneur, because Oh, dear Lord, <laughs> as awesome yeah. as you think you are right now, the market is about to show you otherwise. <laughs> right. It doesn't matter how arrogant or egotistical you are. You may think you're, you're God's gift to finance, you know, or or whatever. You will be humbled very, very quickly. Right. I uh, My my ex-fiance's dad was, uh, is a, was a stockbroker and he thought he was God's gift to finance all because he wrote a book. That wasn't even a hundred pages. He thought he was got. I, I couldn't. I couldn't believe it. He was great with numbers, but God, he thought he was God's gift to finance. Yeah, man. And your office the, is 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 two people, and uh, you don't even have a secretary. The market will find a way to humble you every single time. It's it's yes, it so will. I I got humbled the other day because I, I I finally hit the the milestone of three thousand downloads a month. I was super stoked. That's huge, man! Three thousand people a That's month to me. I was like so stoked. And so my buddy Chris has a podcast called The Lion Within. Big, big shout out to him. Uh, definitely go. It's a men's podcast. Go check that out. It is amazing. He has amazing freaking guests on there. I'm talking the, he's had uh, several of the Robinson family from Duck Dynasty on there. He's had just, he's had athletes, uh, special forces operators, um, big name pastors, like just, and it's all about men facilitating men's growth. Um, the lion within us is what it's called. Go check it out. It's an awesome podcast. Anyway, I, I shot him a message. I'm like, yo, Chris, what up? 3000 downloads a month, bro. And he's like, oh, dude, that's huge. Congratulations. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm super stoked. Thank you so much. What are you up to now? He's like, oh, you know, I'm getting about 27,000 a month. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> damn it. Yeah. No, goals are important. <laughs> that's true. Goals are important. You know, me saying not, you know, not, you know, I'm never going to be successful, but you got to have those little milestones. So right. like for me, I want to grow. I want, you know, let's say 50 clients by the end of the year. You know, say I want to grow by 50 clients by the end of the year. Say to myself, I get those 50 clients, 
I buy myself a Rolex, no. right? Set yourself those miniature goals within your business to help it grow. It keeps that that drive going. You don't have to buy yourself a Rolex. It's, just, it's an example. Well, I'm just going to, you know, I, I feel like Rolex is overrated. If you do want to buy a timepiece, hit me up because I'm big into watches. I love watches. <laughs> and I, I think Rolex is just overrated. I would not pay that kind of money. But if you do have watch questions, by all means, I'm happy to answer those. I love watches. And so <laughs> I'm an Omega guy myself. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, nice. Okay. So, anyway, but no, that's awesome. And I, 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 t I agree. And I wasn't like trying to pick apart uh, your philosophy. I just ah. was sharing, sharing what, you know, mine is. But, um, so it shows that um, everybody's philosophies are different. That's, that's very true. Again, the market will show you that very quickly. Yeah. And it's funny, like after I got, you know, after Chris told me that he's oh, yeah, 27,000 a month, he's like our friend, Andrew, who has a financial podcast, he's got 750,000 downloads a month. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> you know, and so that, that ego that I had developed very quickly when I saw those numbers <laughs> quickly, just like the balloon yeah. that got popped with a needle just yeah and, and it didn't even fly around it just exploded and hit the ground like <laughs> damn it <laughs> keep working i guess but yeah. no but it is big three thousand a month is a huge milestone and i'm very proud of it and thank you so much to my audience for making that happen um we're, we're gonna keep growing and we're gonna keep affecting as much uh, change bringing these valuable conversations to people's lives um, and even if you're not an entrepreneur, like this, this conversation is so valuable to you because now you have a little bit of an understanding on what goes on and a little bit of, of practical, actionable advice on what you can do to keep yourself safe. Because I'm telling you, like there are YouTube videos, go check them out. Um, oh, what's that guy's name? Uh, shoot. Oh, I can see his face. And he, he's, he's a hacker basically. And, but why he, he's a good hacker. He, he hacks the hackers and uses that data to get them uh, arrested and, and convicted. Um, it's, oh, it's hackers. I can't remember the name of his channel. Dang it. Anyway, he records himself as, and he does the, the call banks in India. They're, they're primarily in India um, where they call you and they're like, hey, where you're from, um, FedEx or whatever. Um, we need you to go on your computer and log into this. And basically what they do is they have you log into a software where they can take over your computer. Yep. And then something in the transaction will happen to where they give you too big of a refund. And I don't know how they do it. Like that, but they, they get your bank page up, but they, and they make it look like um, and he's, he explains it all. I'm just not a, a IT right. guy, so I, I can't uh, tell you what, what, what he explains, but anyway, they make it look like you have, you know, your bank account was $5,000. Now it looks like it's $25,000 and like, Oh no, yeah. I, I was only supposed to give you $2,500 refund, but I accidentally hit the zero too many times. So then they get you to send them like gift cards or whatever, or cash or whatever in that the sum that, that you need, they need refunded back to them mm -hmm. but in reality they're stealing what you just had in your bank account if that yeah. makes sense and yeah anyway, so how... he... go, ahead. go ahead go ahead well so what he does is he 
um, hacks into their servers, tries to catch them while they're on their phone calls with people, and then interrupts them. And it's so okay. funny because what like he'll like he'll call them, and he'll be like, "Hey, um, let me talk to whatever the person's name is," and like if they have cameras in the the building, like he's hacked into those too, so he can see them. And it's like, you, you can watch them freak out because he's like, like, Oh my God, how does he know my name? Like, how does he know what I'm wearing? And like, they freak out, man. It is so funny to watch them. And, and I mean, these are bad. I know like people are like, Oh, hacking is bad. Now what he's doing is incredible because these people are cutthroat criminals. Um, right. I, I watched a video where they stole $30,000 from an 80 year old woman. And that was wow. literally all the money she had. And fortunately, he caught it and was able to get them arrested and get her money back to her. Um, but like these are cutthroat criminals, man, and they do not care about right. what kind care. of position they, they put you in. Right. There are targets like they will target old people because old people can be trusting. You know, you can call up an old person and say to the bank, oh, that's nice. What can I do? Right. And it's it's all over. So there's two attack, there's two techniques that he's using in this kind of in, in this scenario, right? So the bad guys are doing what is known as a website spoof. So they interrupt your connection. So that's how they when they remote in, they put up a website that looks like your bank. Mm -hmm. Right? If it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's a spastic it's a monkey with web feet. <laughs> it's what? <laughs> That's how you know it's monkey. fake, right? If it, if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's a spastic monkey with web feet. Gotcha. So you can thank Ross Perot for that. Well, Dana Carvey said it first, but I'll, he was Ross Perot at the time. Um, and that's what they're doing. So they're putting up a website that looks like your bank and you log in and they have your credentials to log into your website via their regular website. If they just went to just chase.com, boom, done. What? Your, your good guy is doing is he's using what is called a man in the middle attack. So he's putting himself in between the bad guys and the victim. And he's interrupting that connection. And he's just rerouting them to him, the bad guys to him. Right. So it's, it's very sophisticated to do. And you can, what he does, you can be, it's known as being an ethical hacker. That is a job. People can pay you to hack your network to see how secure you really are. Those are certified ethical hackers. And those are really, really good at hacking into a network. I'm a defense guy, like I said before. So I'm all about that fortification and building up your your firewalls. So I will defend you and then I'll call up one of my buddies who will hack into your network to see how secure you really are. It's like reverse um, escape plan. Right. The movie Escape Plan with Stallone and Schwarzenegger, right? They get... Schwarzenegger, they get paid to break out of prison, mm -hmm. right? That's what Stallone's job was. He gets paid to break out of prisons where a certified ethical hacker is paid to break in to your network. So right. that's another great way to test your network. Those guys can run you a pretty penny. So if you're a, me a medium larger business, that might be worth looking into getting. You know, a guy like me, I'm going to tell you I'm not... I. I can't hack your network. I can secure you and fortify you and run your scans and ensure you that you are protected. That's right. what I can do for you. Right. And, and you know, the point the point of that story though is just 
everyone's a target. Everyone, it doesn't matter who you are, how old you are, how young you are. You know, my dad, he got targeted um, with an email from Norton mm-hmm. about, um, you know, he, they, they renewed his Norton subscription and he was um, going to get charged $500. And he called me. He's like, I just got this email. He's like, I don't even know who Norton is. I was like, what's the email address? And he told me the email address. I was like, it's it's a hacker. It's spam. Just delete it. Ignore it. Do not call them whatsoever. And right. he's like, well, so- are you sure? <clears throat> I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, um, he didn't believe me. So I, and what I ended up doing is I called them with him on three-way. And it was it was exactly that. They're like, hey, I need you to log in to the Norton whatever. And I'm like, okay. And I told them I was doing it. I just didn't actually do it. And I I just just asking stupid questions. And of course they were Indian and not throwing any shade at Indians, you know, but unfortunately a lot of these call banks are in India. So yep, you know, nothing I can do about that. Um, but you know, and so, I mean, it was obvious it was, it was total, it was a hacker and I just played with him for a little bit until he figured out I was playing with him. He cussed me out and hung up on me, but, um, yeah, man, like my dad, he has no, like, I have to go set his remote for him when, when his, when his home network goes down, I have to drive all the way 40 minutes to his house to go set it up for him. He knows nothing about anything when it comes to tech and I'm not a tech guy. And I mean, it's horrible, but anyway, um, so we're, we're coming up on time, Eric. I want to, uh, go ahead and give you an opportunity to throw out your info so people can get out, get in contact with you and get themselves safe. So, uh, how can people get a hold of you? So we're on uh, Facebook and LinkedIn to search up Taurus technology consultants. We're right there. You can go to Taurus technology consultants.com. Or you can email me directly, evelt at touristtechnologyconsultants.com. Thank you so much for having me, Stephen. This was a blast. Can't wait to, you know, maybe come back, do it again. Yeah, absolutely, man. Of course, the invitation. When you write your book, uh, I would be happy to, uh, we'll, we'll launch it on here. I'd be, ha- you know, I've done that a of couple course. of times. So we have, anyway, uh, we have a free ebook on the website as well. So okay. you can head over to our site, download your free ebook of basic cyber defense. And uh, it's all yours. Call us up when you're ready. Absolutely. That is amazing. Download that book. I'm sure it's great. I have not read it yet. I will be sure to go get that though. Um, And as always, I'm going to have all of Eric's links down below in the show notes and the description, whatever platform you're on, just scroll to the bottom. They're right there. Make sure you click on him, go give him some love. And it's the new year guys. So if you have not enrolled in my, uh, my purposeful success uh, program, where I help you uh, define your goals and and teach you how to go crush those goals. I highly recommend you do it. I do a webinar a couple of times a month. So head over to renownedleadership.com, see when my next live webinar is. And it is 100% live. You get to ask me questions through the entire thing and I get to teach you. So make sure you go head over to renownedleadership.com, go check that out. And... We're going to use that to help you crush your goals this year. It is the new year. Happy, happy new year. But before I let you go, Eric, every guest, um, they get the opportunity to have the last word of wisdom. So the question for you, even though we didn't really talk about leadership today, 
um, the question is going to remain the same. What advice do you have for people to lead like champions? It's all about being in, in the right mindset. You know, for me, it's it's been that way. I was a teacher for 10 years and, you know, being in a very, very stressed environment as a teacher with lesson plans and kids and parents and admin and tests and things like that, waking up at 5.30 in the morning, dreading where you go, and it, it creates this ripple effect because of how down I was as a teacher, I was attracting, you know, down people, so to speak. I was I was attracting the wrong, uh, the wrong type of girlfriends until I flipped that switch in my head and said, I need to make changes. I got out of teaching, I was happier, I was lower in stress, and I was attracting a higher caliber partner for my own life, and I was surrounding myself with the right people. So to me, leadership is all about being in your own head and being confident in your abilities and how positive you are. I love that. You're absolutely right. And you show me your five friends. We've heard that adage a million times. You show me your five friends, I'll show you who you are. Like that is just true because like you said, you attract where your, where your mindset is. That is exactly who you attract. And you lose a client, I, two more show up. That's how it is. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So um, there you have it. I'm not even, nothing else needs to be said on that, guys. Again, Eric, thank you so much, my brother, for hopping thank on here. And having me. Happy New Year. Yeah, happy, happy 2024, y'all. Um, this is going to be a great year. I am stoked and ready to go. Let's go. Uh, this is going to be a great year for Renown, for my Renown fam, for all my Renown friends. This is going to be an amazing year for us all, and I can't wait to see what it has in store for us. It's going to have its downs, but it's going to have some highs too, baby, and it's all about those highs. It's going as high as we can. So with that being said, that's going to wrap it up for uh, this special edition. Uh, I will see you all next week, and in the meantime, don't forget, everybody, lead like a champion. I'll see you all later. Bye.